0: Well, yeah, we're going to talk about a lot about challenges today because we'll talk about Maguire's too. Uh, but we are... <coughs> we're live. Shoot, we're live. Uh, we're, we're live. <laughs> Episode 245 uh, of Together BHA. Adam, um, you weren't on last week, were you? It was just me and Craig, I think.
1: No, I think I was dying in some capacity. So now i have yeah. Lazarus and I'm here.
0: Well, you'll all know from the bunged upness of me today that I have also just bounced back from the dead. Uh, so... Uh, It seems to be going around, which is nice. Um, Robin will be joining us at some unconfirmed point in the pod. Uh, And yeah, we've got actually a lot to talk about, um, which is good because the main event is not the most fun conversation to have. Um, But we were just talking uh, about the Carabao Cup and the goal that had been ruled out. And uh, for a cup final, I'm not sure I've seen a more crazy decision to rule out a goal ever. Um, So for anyone who didn't watch it, uh Liverpool scored a goal for a set piece um from Van Dijk, uh and eventually it was ruled for offside. Uh VAR claimed that uh, hypothetically, the player that was blocked off by who was Colwill was blocked off by Endo. Uh Endo was offside when the ball was played, but Endo was the player that Colwill was marking. The argument from VAR was that, hypothetically, the player that was blocked off by the offside player might have, in a different timeline, prevented the goal from going in. Um, and that's genuinely like their, their argument, that if Endo hadn't blocked him, Colwill might have not marked him, broke from his mark, and cleared the ball before Van Dyke got his head on. Which is truly a new level of just unbelievable stupidity isn't it like i I didn't expect to open it open this episode with this but like i i've not seen something that wild since well since the last wild new var decision that they're making like that's crazy isn't it
1: no i i don't really it's one of those ones where you normally look at these things and you say well you side with whatever the decision was on the on the on the pitch at the time and they let it go so to, to then claw it back is very weird to me. And this, this is the same VAR officiating crew. And we talked about this a second ago, but I haven't had a chance to really watch this Carabao Cup game that's currently going on live while we're talking. But um, I did see a highlight of the Caicedo challenge and um, he didn't get a card for it. And the referee played an advantage. This challenge was as worse, if not worse than the Gilmore one yesterday um, and he got absolutely nothing for us so you know just the just the sheer ups and downs and contradictory behavior of, of officiating crews just continues to continues to amaze doesn't it really so uh, yeah no no change week to week really
0: <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's absolutely bonkers and to think it's like potentially gonna decide a cup final is even crazier really yeah,
1: um, it's not really it's a cup final though is it? Technically a cup final, but I mean it's basically like the it's just worthless isn't it this cup, this this cup.
0: You say that, but it is horribly relevant to us if if England don't finish in the top two positions.
1: Uh, ah, true. Yeah, yeah, true, uh, true. True, true.
0: And that's really the only reason I'm so bothered about it. <laughs> Cuz other than that, yeah, yeah. Right, like there's, there's there's nothing in it, but we really need Liverpool to win this to keep 7th as a European space, no matter what happens to our coefficient. Yeah. Yeah. So to see that goal rolled out, is just even more slightly annoying. Um, all right. So <clears throat> let's get down into it. Um, Everton. Uh, do you want to talk about the cup draw first? Let's talk about Everton first, because we'll wait for Robin to come on to talk about cup draw. I think he's going to go um, once he's sold all of his wealthy belongings. So um, <laughs> Brighton at home to Everton, no win in eight. Uh, we've struggled against bottom four sides, uh, Not many points from them. Eight from a possible 18 uh, prior to yesterday against the bottom four teams. Uh, Sheffield United at home, 1-1. Burnley at home, 1-1. We have a bit of a problem breaking down these teams and getting results at home. Under Potter, under Hewton, even when we were playing bad teams around us. Uh, And now under Deserby, it seems to be continuing despite the marked improvement from from the Potter era. Uh, What did you think about yesterday before going into it? Did you think well, here's more of the same. Or after the Sheffield United performance last week, did you think maybe the monkey is off our back a little bit and we might go ahead and, and execute to ruthless efficiency this weekend?
1: Oh, no, God, no. I assumed we'd lose. Um, And and we, we chatted about this prior, but I, 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 it was more about, it wasn't about how we'd cock this up. Uh, or rather, it wasn't about would we cock it up. It would be, it'd be what flavour of, of, of the how we would screw this game up. Um, and not that hindsight was entirely correct, but if it wasn't for Captain Fantastic and, and well, what is probably now becoming Pascal Gross's best season ever as a footballer, um, it would have been an embarrassment, right? Uh, so no, I I came into this knowing the record that Dyche has at the Amex um, knowing what happened last time against Everton, knowing that why on earth would they change anything they do in terms of game plan and knowing the results that we've got against sides that, that sit back against us this season and just decide to counter. Well, in which case in this first half, Everton didn't really even attempt to counter. But yeah, I, I had no high expectations for this game. And quite honestly, like a 1-0, 2-0 win would have been cloud nine kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, very, I, I thought the same way, to be fair. Uh, I think most did. They saw it as the banana skin that was just waiting to happen. Uh, Craig and I talked a little bit about it last week, and we basically thought the same thing. Um, Lineup-wise, uh, there was a couple of surprising emissions from the starting lineup. First of all, Estepinian, uh who came back after the new year and played a lot of football and looked pretty good, um, dropped for Sheffield United and for Everton back-to-back. Nothing in the pro in the press conferences talking about him being injured or or even an issue like what do you think is going on there?
1: All right, so hold on, let's let's get this straight because in the week, um, we had the Deserby pasta night, didn't we? Um, we did have
0: pasta gate, yeah, uh, is that what it's going to end up being? Pasta gate,
1: the the, kids, it's, I, I, it's, really. it's, and look, he just happened to invite Ansu Fati and Perva's opinion to that. That little Italian get together, um, and for those that don't know, look it up. Like Deserbi, I guess, hosted a little Italian meal night at his place uh, with a bunch of the coaching staff and 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 then two two players drawn at random from the club that happened to also be two players that we know are basically capable of world class play, and quite frankly, have been absolute shite um, recently, in my humble opinion. Um, I think he's, I think Deserbi's trying to figure out whether this is a, you know, two players that are trying to find their form again after injury or two players that mentally just aren't there this season. Um, but I don't know if the Tagliatelli or the Pene or whatever it was really did its trick because Anzi Fatty came on and looked absolute garbage again. Um, and Purvis S. rightfully didn't start the game, in my opinion. Rightfully didn't start. It's a shame,
0: isn't it? Because, but the one, the one good flash of fatty we saw was about seventy-five minutes at the end of the game before he got injured, and the start of the Forest game he got hurt in, and we've not seen mm-hmm. him since, obviously. But it was we've it was almost like he would turned a corner, and was looking really good, and then he got immediately injured. Feels like a little bit of the story of his career, though, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, we touched on this a couple of weeks back, and I, 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 and I don't know if you wanted to go down the Ansu fatty rabbit hole about five minutes in, but <laughs> I've um, I'm I've been. I'm sure we all have. I'm sure we've all been disappointed with him. The, ex- the expectation of him coming to the club was—I haven't really seen anything like it in recent memory. Like, and it shocked everyone. It shocked the footballing world that Ansu Fati would come and join Brighton. Ansu Fati's not been in our top 11 best players this year. Like, imagine saying that we're going to sign Ansu Fati on loan from Barcelona, and arguably, I don't think he deserves a start even when fully fit. Um, and by the way. It's not like Evan Ferguson's firing all cylinders either, right? You could argue a sort of slightly competing position on the pitch, even though he, uh, fans, Fatty's obviously playing a lot deeper. It's not been good, and I just hope, I hope it's all just injury related for him, and and he will make this roaring comeback towards the tail end of the season, difference maker in the Europa League as we continue to try and quest through that. But he's been, um, I, I would say. You cannot even classify that Ansi fatty has been even mildly successful as a signing. Uh, you, I'm trying to think who the players that we've signed in the in the summer alongside him. Who did we sign again? I'm blanking Petro. completely. Jair P- Pedro. Well, comfortably, Jair Pedro has played better than him. Um, Baleba. <laughs> arguably had about the same amount of impact, and Baleba's played about ten minutes. Igor, yeah. Igor's been better than Ansi Fatty. Changed my mind on that. Igor has been a better player in a Brighton shirt than Ansi Fatty.
0: Technically a dingra.
1: Which the enough said really. day. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's a shame. Is Verbruggen? Shame. Uh, uh Verbruggen has shown more flashes than Nancy Fatty, right? It's I mean he's reliable. not shown
0: less than Steel, has he? Which means it's gotta be good enough. Like if, like he's not shown anything less. Um
1: there's been so many incredible Brighton performances this year, and none of them have Ansu Fati's name connected with them. Oh, consider- do, yeah. He's here! He's here! Not, sure about, well, not, not sure about that. Where, where do you not disagree? About that Ansu Fati defender.
2: I'm not. I'm not saying. A, I'm not saying he's been a wonderful signing. But if you look at, like, he scored two goals in Europe, and that arguably the European campaign is the highlight of our season. So he did scores it, did, a cl- he scores a clinical first goal at Ajax. That
1: was a good, the good goal, goal. Yeah, against on scores... the best Ajax side of history. Yep.
2: No, but if you're looking at that, like the the European campaign is the highlight of our season so far. Like I'm fighting you on Igor. Like he's I, he's not had a bit bigger contribution than Igor.
1: Think about Has that, he... though. Think about no, no one knows like, what Igor is <laughs> before. Yeah, but, I know. I know. Oh, yeah,
2: but like. Igor has... What has Igor actually... If you if you say something tangible that Igor has done,
1: what is it? Uh, he's been a solid defender that, apart from a couple of blips from injury, has actually played when we needed him to play and has delivered each time for the most part. Ansu Fati has hardly made any contribution when fit. He's scored against a historically poor Ajax side. Yes, important goal. Um, but I, I guess we're not comparing apples to apples here. We're, we're comparing a guy... That Yes, he played for Fiorentina. This isn't Fiorentina of the, of the, of the late 90s with Gabriel Batistuta. It's a crappy Fiorentina team. Igor has got no sight lines towards the Brazil national team. Nothing. He's completely under the radar signing. He's just, oh, great. Let's see how that works out. And then Ansu Fati, the second coming of Lionel Messi of Barcelona. Let's get him back on track. Barcelona, uh, Brighton have pulled off the biggest transfer coup of all time to loan him. And we're arguing over whether he's been better than Igor that's that's my my issue he's also
0: played in games where we kept clean sheets which is well i mean it's three,
1: three two of them, three of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, oh. which if he's playing in case there's a clean sheet being kept at this point that's remarkable in and of itself i think whoever is in that back five or four whoever it is deserves a medal um with the way the season's gone so far um, I'm
1: hoping by panning him, by the way, that this is gonna be the, the, the opposite curse that typically happens here. He's gonna come back and he's gonna basically just be our star player for the remainder of the season and, and pile in the goals and just be incredible. Um but we've not seen it. I
2: think he's I think he's very unlucky that his injury came at precisely the wrong moment, which is when he was yeah. really he was starting to actually deliver, look consistent, and then he gets an injury at the worst time. So I'm not saying so I I don't think he's been an amazing signing, but to, to go the other extreme and basically say he's contributed nothing, I think is very harsh. To be
0: fair, we were just saying that before you came on. It's a shame that he got injured right as he seemed to be picking it up. We did we did talk about that, um, but we also s- sort of talked about that how that seems to summarise Ansu Fati's entire career so far, which is a shame. Like it's not, yeah. it sucks. Every time he seems to pick up, he does seem to get hurt.
1: Um, can I ask what I don't want to just make this the anti Fatty podcast by the way, but imagine he's not called anti Fatty Robin. He's called Leon know, Best. <laughs> whatever you make up any generic name you'd like. And he wasn't signed from Barcelona. He was signed from the, the first division in Swiss football. Young boys. You
2: you basically have got you've got Buenonato
1: when he first breaks onto the scene, is what you're describing. Who was who was Broadly, from ninety nine percent of the fan base, completely maligned.
2: Yeah, no, he is. Yeah, but if you're you are when you're taking into account the fact that he is anti, I think I appreciate it's a hypothetical, but I think it's difficult to say he's not anti fatty, because like the whole dynamic of it is around that because it's go you know, you've signed a Barcelona superstar, he's got a billion pound release clause, and Everyone. I think you'd have to be slightly insane to think that if Ansu Fati was really properly at the top of his game every week, then Barcelona are loaning him out. But I don't, it's not one, even right.
1: top, I don't think we've seen 60% of Ansu Fati yet.
2: We've done all right if that's 60% of Ansu Fati. Like if we get 100% of Ansu Fati, then
1: let's see. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I want to see that. I just I don't think yeah. we are seeing it. I'd say... Going, going back to what you said, who's been, who do you think has been better player this season for Brighton and Hove Albion, Ansu Fati or Buonanotte, who everyone thought Buonanotte, they wanted him not playing for most of the season? Because I'd say Buonanotte has been quite significantly the best player.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, it is based on on appearances. But, the OK, the, the interesting... I mean, it's the other hypothetical. If Ansu Fati doesn't get injured and he has a run of games, do I think... Like, Buonanotte has been relatively injury-free this year and has obviously stepped up in a lot of games where we've needed him so I'm with you Bernanotti has been better than Ansu Fati but I think it's difficult to judge him judge Ansu Fati wholly on the minutes and games that he's played
1: yeah yeah
2: just a quick moment of
0: respect for Alexis for Callister who's just got a booking for clattering Caicedo. um oh good yeah excellent
1: <laughs> our former crashes collide
0: Literally, yes, um, yeah, literally. Uh, the rest, of, so we started off, um, as a back three, uh, with Dunk Van Heck and Igor, uh, in the back three, with Lampte on the right, uh, and a on the left, Gilmore and Gross in midfield, Welbeck, uh, and Bonanote and Adingra, and then Ferguson up top. Um, we're probably gonna have to have a bit of a lengthy conversation about Evan Ferguson as well. Uh, we even got added...
2: Oh, there you go. Who's had less of an impact? Evan Ferguson or <laughs> anthony Fatty? Because that's... For, uh, that I mean, like, a hat-trick against a Newcastle team that were absolutely dreadful at that point. Um, plus a goal at Forest.
1: It's still Evan so Ferguson. It's still Evan Andy. Ferguson.
2: Andy on
0: on Twitter, Andy D4P. Don't know what that means, but uh, at BHA4P, he he actually added us uh, and almost every other rugby podcast around, just saying like, is no one like, why is nobody passing to Evan at all? Um, and he says that Welbeck was getting passed to for runs that Evan used to make weeks ago, but has since given up because no one's ever using him. Uh, it seemed like most of the ball he got for the first half, he was won himself by pressing, like not being passed to. Uh
2: well, what, not having any wingers or full fullbacks on? fit we didn't have any wingers or fullbacks fit for about two months, so no one who's got the natural instinct to cross the ball probably didn't help him a huge amount um, definitely not but fourteen touches yesterday uh only yeah.
0: Adam Lalana had less, and he was on he was he was the one that was subbed on for him on
2: seventy four minutes <sighs> uh
0: everybody else around him um i mean more. I don't
2: know. I don't know. I mean, there's been obviously there's been talk about him having had glandular fever, which is obviously if you, if that's correct, then, you know, that's sapped your energy. Um, but he just doesn't. I mean, his whole demeanour doesn't really look particularly interested at this point. And whether that's a combination of illness, whether that's a combination of players not passing to him, I don't know. But like he's not in a he's not in a super space at this point i mean like um, is there anyone is there anyone who's put
1: who's picking him ahead of danny welbeck when they're both fit no but they were playing in different positions like we can't compare yesterday right danny welbeck was sat behind ever Ferguson and i don't know if you also looked in the same well, i'll bring him up again why not in the second half and Fatih there were portions of that last 20 minutes where Ansu fatty was in our own half to get the ball he was going super deep now i'll give Ansu fatty some credit here that's the difference between a player that understands game flow and understands what they need to do to get back involved you see it all the time from players like harry kane right it's, got, it's like i'm not getting the service i need i have to drop deep and pick that up and then i'll create some play myself evan Ferguson's not doing that um i don't know whether Deserbi has told him just sit up there and distract the defence, and will, that'll allow us to build up play behind you, and that's okay. You're not going to touch the ball March. I'm sorry about it, but you're going to be a body. Um Welbeck only had 14 more touches, I say 40, 100% more touches than Evan Ferguson. But like, Welbeck, Danny Welbeck had 28 touches of the ball yesterday, and he was way deeper than Evan Ferguson, so you'd expect him to probably have even more than that. And it, again, we're facing Everton. This is an Everton team who were just... Well, frankly, we're trying to like murder anyone that went anywhere near their box for most of the game. And I think Evan Ferguson was just, frankly, crowded out for most of the game. We see that so, so often.
2: Yeah, it is. I mean, it's. I say, it's not the game. It's not the game we're going to be slinging in crosses, expecting Evan Ferguson to dominate up against the lumps that they've got a centre-half.
1: Um, but the best time just... we did swing in across was when SCP came on and Everson had come off. And I think our tallest player was about 5'6. <laughs> yeah, we <we're laughs>
2: no one up yeah. front, <laughs> trying to win the ball. Um, it's difficult, isn't
1: it? It is. Difficult. Josh, what do you think?
0: Yeah, he's off it, ain't he? He just doesn't. I mean, we talked about it. I remember at the beginning of the season, we like. I think I even name dropped Harry Kane as a player he was playing like in the fact that he was dropping back really far to gain the ball and become part of that build-up play, even when he was the main guy up front. And he wasn't – he isn't doing that at all now. Um, like you say, Adam, like, is is that instruction, like, that we know Deserby values as many people in the box as possible? Is, is his message to him being, like, I, I would rather you stand up there and get 14 touches a game and ensure you're in the box at every opportunity? Or is it he's just not right, like, and he's just not mentally – in the right space to do it, I don't know. Um I really don't. It's it's obviously worrying. I mean, to me, like you've got to start him again at Wolves. Like I would start him and start him and start him at this point. Like
1: we've done that quite a bit, haven't we?
0: Uh, this game in the week, in the middle of the week, though. Like it's it's a game where you've got to. I think like you've got to give him another go. Like and you've got to. Sp- Kind of change his style up a little bit to, like Robert was saying, like actually put some balls in the box before he gets subbed off, uh, and bring some people in to support him because right now a back three is not, and we've seen this, like a back three is not ideal to our standard methodology of putting the ball in the box in dangerous positions. We saw how much that changed against Sheffield United, even when they were with. 11 men for the first eight, nine minutes. Like we carved them apart about four times in the first eight minutes, which eventually led to Holgate's assault on Mitova because he'd had enough of him within literally eight minutes of football being played. Um, The difference it makes and the, and the the delivery into the box is totally different. When you're at a back three, we're seeing it in real time. It's not, it's not the same. Um, And he's seemingly the focal striker is the one that's missing out the most.
2: Mm -hmm. i think it's also what we flagged up which is that and we've said it we've said it a few times is last year last season he was a totally unknown quantity and this year he's not so i think he's you know he's benefiting from the fact last year people are going oh what's this 18 year old kid gonna do all right he's gonna flick the ball into the bottom corner all right fair enough and then this year they're going we're not going to give him any space any time on top of everything else that he's had. So I think he's in a bit of a perfect storm. He's clearly been ill. Like he's it's obviously something not right with him. So glandular fever seems or seems about a decent shout on what it is. He's clearly been ill. We've not had the wing backs or the wingers to really give him any service. Um and you know, he's he's obviously he's someone who defenders are looking at with a bit more um you know, seriousness than they were last year. It's interesting, I mean, because it's like, at what stage does it does it become, you go, well, what stage is last season? You go, well, that was a bit of a blip. Actually, maybe isn't the next big thing. No. Like, how, lo- how long does, I'm not suggesting that we're at that point right now, but I'm going, how long before you go, okay, maybe we've got like a big Aaron Connolly on our hands here. Yeah, like no. last season
0: was the fluke, not this one.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm not like, I'm playing devil's advocate to a point slightly, but I'm going, uh, you know, is it, like, all this season and then you give him some time next season? Like, what's going to be the bent? Like, what's the amount of time here?
1: I think we, we saw enough uh, high-end quality from him in situations that even if you knew, even if you didn't have any, like, track record of understanding how to, quote-unquote, play against an Evan Ferguson, he did enough things that showed that he has, like, high tier potential and talent like that nothing has changed there he's just not fulfilling it and that that feels temporary for it to suddenly turn into a long-term thing you then have to go back and be like well then what we saw time and time again at the start of this season towards that part of last season was all chance fake luck and i i don't buy that i i really do think this is temporary but by the way i don't it could be it could be multiple things temporary right it could be he is as you've said like is it his fitness and illness and whatnot is it the tactics like'm I'm, I'm a sort of believer of probably the combination of the two right he's, he's he's not feeling that great he hasn't got back into it he still needs to learn the game he's still young he still needs to be a better player he's got talent but he doesn't understand the game as well as he needs to um and I, I also really don't think the way the team's been set up and the tactics we've been playing lately because of all of the injuries has played into what makes Evan Ferguson good and effective I hope that changes in in the coming weeks as we get a full strength squad back
0: yeah first half of football uh and the reason we're 25 minutes in and we haven't even talked about the first half of football is because there is a push to talk about um other than I guess a couple of things Tarek Lamptey's clearance off the line was oh, ridiculous superb. was that the first uh, half
2: uh that was the second half that well, was the second
0: half it was, was. So it can't even give yeah let's just can. let's line. just yeah. can.
1: let's just can the first half
0: yeah we'll just pretend well should we lob some stats in. out for um, the
1: first half though just because it was at, it was yeah, fairly let. stupid it was so, uh have you got them in front of you it was like, they had no have, shots yeah
0: <laughs> they had, yeah they had, they had zero shots uh they had 40 percent possession uh we had 10 shots uh we had three of those on target four of those were blocked um they were already like 11 men behind the ball every, every second of the day um, we had eight corners in that half, uh, which is a shame, really, because we've started to convert from them, haven't we? And all of a sudden, we go up against the Sean Dutch side and, and fail to convert from set pieces when we had oodles of them. Um, 93% pass accuracy rate. Uh, and generally, we we were obviously by far and away the better side. Um, second half comes knocking. Uh, again, it was it was really more of the same, wasn't it? Um, what are your thoughts on a couple of things. Um, The second yellow card for Everton that was going around, uh, was it a second yellow? Should should Tarkovsky have been off?
1: Yes. Yes. But like I said
2: to you at the time, it's the classic, it's a yellow card if he's not already on a yellow card, which is like one of the things in football that winds me up. It's the same as it's a foul anywhere on the pitch other than in the penalty area. Like it's those two things, just like, they make so little sense but yeah i mean it, it's a foul he's like if he if it's he's past him too, isn't it yeah if he's past him he's ba- i mean he's not directly in on goal but he is you know there is very little cover there so it's a yellow card
0: yeah so no yellow given um, and deserve he is then given a yellow uh, for being absolutely fuming fuming on the sideline
1: rightfully so
0: rightfully so yeah. absolutely um, but it just goes to show the, like, the farcical nature of the refereeing and VAR, doesn't it, really, that, that their mistake ends up with our manager being punished for it. Um, but yellow cards will continue until morale improves, I suppose. Um, so shortly after that, the hour mark hits. Not much has changed. Um, we, did we get the goal line clearance before the subs were made?
2: Um, yes, I think we did.
1: It feels like a quiz question. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Either which way. Um, his it was an, just a ridiculous, just a ridiculous, uh,
0: a ridiculous clearance. Anyone in that back four that you want on the goal line for a clearance when a ball is going in. Lamptey is absolutely bottom of your list, isn't he?
1: There's no, he's the last player in the entire <laughs> squad. <laughs> uh, he's actually,
2: smallest the sh- he's actually He's actually the shortest player in the Premier League. It just yeah. makes
0: it even more wonderful, doesn't it? Like, he's five. To have that foot, he
2: is. He is five foot four.
0: And he's basically half an eagle. Was. Yeah,
2: what a clearance!
0: We, and we talk about Lamptey. Lamptey is still only young as well, but his ability to read the game and be in the right position, given the amount of football he has missed over the years, and the amount of potential he has shown, whenever he gets fit again, like it just it's he is going to be one of the most frustrating what ifs ever I think for the Albion, like because he keeps doing things like this where it's just like damn like if only he wasn't as injury prone as he is like what could he do like if you're able to read the game to that level at that size and give that level of contribution like it's just it's just another one that's just like I just hope he stays fit for as long as possible I guess but we all kind of think it's inevitable, right? That he's inevitably going to get hurt again sometime within the next three games. Um, but unbelievable clearance, uh, tactics shifted, uh, hard on the hour mark with Igor coming off and Esther pinion coming on and the back four, uh, being formulated straight away, uh, with Lamptey dropping to right back, uh, obviously Esther pinion dropping to left. Um, and then shortly after that, uh, Lamptey came off, Welbeck came off for Fatih and Veltman, um, and we operated in more of that kind of 4-2-3-1 procedure that we are used to seeing um, with Adingra then wide, Bononate wide, and Fatih uh, and Ferguson in the middle, um, as you were talking about, Adam dropping off, kind of trying to create play, and, and he did drop incredibly deep uh, indeed. Um, shortly after that, uh, we had the goal come uh for well,
1: you missed one part point. we had we had an absolutely sort mm-hmm. of um monumental moment with Julio and Ciso coming back from injury after all this time the atmosphere sounded incredible like the reception was amazing and then we immediately conceded
0: <laughs> yes you're right you are <laughs> you are absolutely right at uh, 30 seconds before the goal Julio and Ciso comes on uh it's so good to have these players coming back, isn't it? Like, I, I, it's such a stupid Michael Owen-esque question. If the answer is obviously yes, but like, it's it's just so nice to have them coming back. We, I know Fatty hasn't contributed a great amount, but it's nice to have him there as an option. Welbeck has been instrumental over the last five or six weeks in being able to provide some cutting edge. Estepinion being back is nice, even if he's not at the levels we're used to. Lamptey being back is incredible and again we've just brought in yet another game changer and uh, you know for people like Bonanote who have stepped up and these players that continue to step up and we'll talk about that towards the end of the pod I'm sure with Gilmore's lengthy absence is about to come in. These players you know the results we get against your Burnleys and your Sheffield United and your Everton's are shit but when you look at these players and the way they just it's like the next man up mentality in every single one performs. That's to Like, that is absolutely the ethos and the mentality that he is coaching. And, you know, for Enciso, for it's got to be huge to be back. But for Buonanotte and players like him, like, a bit brutal, isn't it, now? The competition's heating up.
1: Uh, yeah, but, I mean, do you know how nice it's going to be? And I've got a touch wood here. That, like... Soon, we, we will have Matoma and Jao Pedro back along with all these, all these people. And that is, let's not forget, we're going to go now through a period where we just, we've got all these other players coming back from injury. And now we're going to be, as you say, without Billy Gilmore, who has been, uh, for me, one of the best players in a Brighton shirt this year. Um, without Jao Pedro, who has arguably been the best or second best player in a Brighton shirt this year. And Matoma, who is arguably our best player depending on how you want to frame it so it's like we get all these players back we still have absences soon we might reach this nirvana where we do have everyone and yeah we'll be sport for choice and then we start to play fun games which is like who do you start at the front how do you start up top um and that's that'll be a fun little little game to play because i actually don't know really what my answer would be when everyone is fully fit joe pedro just Jao Pedro,
2: that. <laughs> <Stop> Pedro <laughs> and Pedro. <Metoma. laughs> That's it. No, I think you'd. I mean, if the the perennial question is, is where does Jao Pedro? What's his best position? Right? And we've from the penalty spot. Un, well, obviously, other than the penalty <laughs> spot. But if everybody's if everybody's fit, then I get to the point where I go, I can't leave out Matoma when everyone's fit. Can't leave yeah. out Matoma. Yeah. I cannot leave out Adingra.
1: Yeah. Which, who, I cannot... who thought we'd say that at the start of the season? So, and I cannot
2: leave out Jao Pedro. Like those three, you can't leave out. So then your option is to go. Okay, fine. So Jao Pedro is left then playing ten or up top on his own, and then you go. Okay, well, if everybody's fit, can you leave out Buonanotte? Who's behind?
1: You... Who's behind your nine in this instance? Well,
2: I think Jao Pedro is going up top, and in the ten. So, it seems wild to say it, but I'm probably going Buonanotte.
1: Oh, and super—he's riding the pine. Okay.
2: Like if if everyone is fit, like if you if you said fine, everyone's fit, and for the game on Wednesday, or you want to, if it was a bigger game, like everyone is fit, who am I picking for the next eleven? Yeah, it's probably Buonanotte
1: in there. So, and CISO doesn't get who was like one of the best young players in football.
2: Well, it's difficult because we it. don't
1: know what he's going to be like, you know, coming back from this kind of injury. Can I add I one more know. to this as well? We Just haven't... one more silly thing, Josh, and maybe you can answer this, Josh. Add pretend Soly March is fit. You what's just
0: your... what's out of my mouth. I, like, <laughs> no. I was going to say, we've got a problem coming next year, like next season, <sighs> because if he comes back and is at the same level as he was, he's done. No, oh, we don't, because Matoma,
2: Matoma will go. Matoma will go. Adingra can play on the left. Nah, oh, Matoma's uh, right, not going to right, somewhere, in my opinion. <laughs> but no, I think it's difficult. Like I know Deserbi obviously loves Solly March. We know this. He's like Did ch- That I, I'm not. I'm not yet over. Like basically his first interview. Where out of everyone in the squad, he could have name checked. He name checked Solly March, right? Like out of everybody. Um, so we know he's got that in his in his corner. But Adingra, since March got injured, Adingra has just gone to a whole different plane. So I mean,
0: but then you also here's another fun one. Like the summer comes around and we we strengthen in the position that we've been talking about for a long time in that centre midfield. You presume then that we're going to have. An new player and Gilmore, which then means that Pascal Gross is out of the spot. And I mean, yeah, he's he like, like, And ten.
2: Well, that, there you go, right? The there's,
0: ten. Your ten, there's your ten. So that, like, because he isn't getting dropped. Like, we were Donkey and uh, and Hinge would have already explained it on that little insta reel. I don't know if you saw it, but
2: yeah, I mean, they, but who like he's just never getting dropped, that, he?
0: that Gross is the teacher's pet <laughs> in the training <laughs> but, in the training ground? Like, he's he not going anywhere. Up. I mean, but yeah, up time and time again. But like, that's another spot taken up, isn't it? So
2: okay, so you say, all right. So let's say hypo- hypothetically, right? We get to we get to the Europa League final. Oh boy! Right, and everyone's fit. This is where it comes in. You go, okay, fine. Uh, literally, everyone is even Solly March is fit. Right, I'll you one a, more, one very comeback. quick thing
1: as well. We haven't even. Valentin Barker's not even been factored in here because one, he's not in the European squad yet. But that's another guy that's competing for left wing. Anyway,
2: yeah. And sentiment. So every mm. and sentiment and left back. Um okay, it's Europa League final. Everyone's fit. Even Solly March is fit. Who's he picking? And don't say don't go it depends on who the opposition is. Like we're, we're kicking that bit out the
0: window. All right, so you start at goalkeeper. We've not even got halfway through Everton. Well, really. we've
1: comp- the game was the Everton game was too shit. It doesn't matter. Let's like, get this game. Yeah, For Bruggen
0: or Steele? For Brugen.
1: Uh Adam? Ooh. he
2: well, seems yeah, to be going a little bit more for, for Bruggen's had a run of, has had a relative run of games
1: compared to what deserve bees. Uh, I think it's before. for Bruggen, but this is where I get annoyed with your thing that I can't stipulate who the opposition is because Steele does play better against a high press so <laughs> but let's say for Bruggen.
0: yeah we're playing we're playing four two three one we're all in agreement with that yeah yeah the, yeah, yeah. The yeah optimal yeah. deserving lineup right yeah for Bruggen in goal yeah. I'm gonna say Duncan Van Heck as your back two. Yeah. Any objections? Correct. No. 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 Est- este at left back. Any objections? No. Yeah. Is, is, he, is out he, out he
1: playing like he is right now?
0: It's Estepinion at left back. I can't yeah, that's tell you any more than that. No, that's it.
1: Well, I, I'm ra- I'd ra- right now I'd rather play Lamptey than Estepin. Okay. I can't believe I'm saying that. And at right back? Veltman, really? If everyone's yeah, fit. ain't got any options. <laughs> uh, get all. Uh, all in this scenario. Yeah, everyone's back. Everyone's, everyone's is back. Everyone is fit. God, can everyone's you drop Hinshelwood? He was uh, Hinshel, Hinshelwood has been better than I've seen out of Veltman since he's come back.
0: Can you can you play Hinshelwood over Solly March?
1: Who is? I'm not. I'm not playing Solly March. You know I've that. got history with Solly March. I'm not playing Solly March.
2: All right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right back so basically we're talking about if Lamptey I mean Lamptey would have been in the conversation but Lamptey's playing left back in this and I'm sort of with Adam actually like if it's if we're going off form now like Lamptey at left back I'm with him so right back you're going it's basically Veltman
1: or hinchelwood oh it, really. look, it's it's going to be a good so I'm I'm creating a side in my mind I'm imagining we're playing Liverpool right so then you've got to think about that because who's going to be then you're thinking, OK, you maybe, need, maybe you've got you to face up a close Salah at, at the yeah. left back and you've got to face someone else. So maybe you are thinking maybe this is a bit different. And is the big stage too much for Hensherwood? Do you need a solid head on shoulders I mean, you look with at, Veltman? You look at
2: Veltman, right? I Veltman basically pocketing Wilf Sahar in that game. I mean for me that like, in the Shows can right. do it. like mine's like, on I, I can, I can mine's come me. around to Veltman. I can come Okay that uh, yeah, I think yeah. is is there so that's your your solid fort the only real one of any contention is Pinion against Lamptey but we know for me, Lam- I'm going you're going you you're going like Lam- I'm going Lamptey with you but on the on the basis that Lamptey will ping his hamstring after about 3 minutes and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then it'll be Pinion anyway so <laughs> yeah everyone, we'll, we'll get, we'll get the best be of both worlds yeah exactly so that's fine
0: your double pivot, I'm assuming, is going to be Gilmore and Gross for most people. Are yeah, yes. on that? Yeah, so yeah, no, there's oh, no yeah. debate
1: there, yeah. yeah if you've so got now, eyes,
0: basically.
2: now you've got your fun part.
1: Well, Milner, uh, Milner's back, surely. Go on. Milner yeah. oh, Milner, back. He, I mean, he could
2: have put in the right back. We didn't even think about no, Milner at right back.
1: It. Yeah, or left back. Don't want to see that again. Oh, no, anyway,
2: anyway, yeah, so that's a double pivot. That's fine. So, so then you're your left pivot, with the fun bit. You're left with your front four. Jao
0: Pedro was the number nine. Jao Pedro was the striker. It's got to be. I think to it's me got that's to absolutely it. Just has to be it.
2: Uh, or, but I mean,
1: we all know Jao Pedro's
0: playing. So where are you putting him, Adam?
1: Actually, I I'm, go- I'm, I'm not, not putting, putting him at nine. I'm putting uh, Welbeck up. Yeah, I'm putting Welbeck at nine and Jao Pedro at ten. Really? Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. I'm absolutely with yeah, that's you. That's what I'm doing. And
2: then okay. I'm going. And then Matoma and Adingra.
1: Yeah, that's what it is for me as well. I can't believe Ansu Fati doesn't get to play, year, believe, know. and he believe Antufati's uh, not even in the mat. He's
2: not even on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is. I mean, you're going in all seriousness. When everybody's fit, like there's a case for March not being on the bench. I mean, there's also a huge amount of recency bias, right? Like this is Puskas yes, for-
0: runner-up and Ciso. There's being benched when. It's three months ago you would have gone absolutely not like he's starting every game but you this.
2: go okay if you put his record up you go okay even when he was playing real if you get so if you go he's going to compete in that number 10 slot right agreed like if he's getting in it's going to be in that 10 slot hmm, probably so you go okay who's he competing against right reasonably he's competing against Ansu Fati, buonanotte and jal pedro
1: or andor Pascal Gross, if you're moving pieces, and, around as well. Gross, and he's fourth or fifth in that list, isn't he? For
2: the moment, he's competing against João Pedro, Buonanate, and Tufati. So you go, okay, if you look at when he was when Nciso was fit and firing last season, he's not put the numbers up that João Pedro's done. Obviously, few people not, have absolutely no, so based purely based on that you go even even a fully fit in CISO of even if we're not doing the recency thing even if we're just looking at him of last season a fully fit in CISO against a fully fit Jao pedro the numbers point him in one
1: direction oh by the way i also like the idea that you 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 this is hype that we've gone down a proper rabbit hole uh, the the Jao pedro heart uh, 60 minutes 65 minutes in moves to number 9 Danny Welbeck comes off and Fati comes in behind you can switch some stuff up on the wings as well if you want to you could even bring in someone for a dinker once he gets a bit tired or Matoma and this isn't this is this is purely hypothetical based on form you're right like if we're doing an on paper side like who is the best player in each position it's not what we've just listed obviously Josh, but I you feel like it, you've got you've different got it, answers though uh,
0: just because uh, interestingly Charles Pedro has made 32 appearances for us this year already. (laughs) Um, And he has played as a central attacking midfielder, the 10, five times. That's including substitute appearances. Every single time he's come on as a sub, he's never played at 10. He's always played either out left or as a striker. So 32 appearances. He's made five of them at camp. And you're putting him there with confidence in a Europa League final.
1: You've got to be ballsy to make these decisions, Josh. Basically, because you go, he,
2: yeah, because you're just going, he's not getting in out wide ahead of a fully fit Matoma or a fully fit Zingra. Like, he's just not. So then you're going, okay, so he's either playing nine or ten, and you're going, in this game plan, you go, he is brilliant, but I go in a game of that magnitude, Danny Welbeck's experience and his ability to hold the ball up and his ability to, occasionally just get the ball, turn and drive at a defense and just go, I'm doing this on my own. Everyone just wait I'm just put this in the top corner is what you need. So then you're going, it's got to be number 10. This has got to be. And like, it, it sounds bonkers, but you just go, you've got to find a place for him in the team. Yeah. And it's got to be, I think it's got to be 10.
1: Josh, what's your
0: front four? I'm trying to see uh, who it was. In that front four against Marseille, just to see what they were, what they would choose, what he chose for arguably like our biggest game left. Oh, it went, was it was not it? The, he went Mitoima on the left, the dinger on the right, Pedro up front, and Bonanotte at the ten.
1: Uh, was uh, Welbeck injured? Welbeck was
0: injured at this point. Well, no, he he this, yeah,
2: Welbeck was out. Uh, what
0: well, was, was he out? Uh, yeah, he yeah, was,
1: he yeah he's on not the on
2: the bench. I'm going to assume he's out. We
1: were really yeah. light on pl- on players really at that particular did.
2: point. Like, uh, yeah. so,
1: okay, so we know
2: that. So we know that we're basically big clutch game. Matoma and Odinga are in. Jal yeah. Pedro is in in some form. And you go if Welbeck had been fit for that game, is Welbeck going dying? up top and Jal Pedro is going in the hole? I mean, I'll be honest. It's a nice. I, I wouldn't be that. I wouldn't be that upset if he went João Pedro up top and then he put Enzo in behind him. I think we're to, we're we've we're arguing over relatively
1: fine. Well, you could also details. switch Pedro and Welbeck if you want to. Welbeck's completely comfortable dropping D. He yeah. literally did that. Yes, I mean it wasn't great, but yeah, he did it yeah. yesterday.
2: So I think I mean it's a nice it's a nice problem to have that you're not debating over who we're going to pick up front like Mark McCammon or Chris Holroyd. Like it's. You know, uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's... I don't
1: think Deserby would pick that 11, by the way. I don't think Deserbi would pick that 11. Who do uh, you think I, he
2: would go... Do you think his hint would getting in?
1: I think March 100% plays instead of Dingra for Deserby, if he's fit. It's interesting. Yeah, um, I think he
0: probably does. But I, I, personally, I wouldn't either, by the way. Even top form, Solly March, because we've seen that he's a bit of a bottler at the very, very, very top levels. And we just yeah. watched Simon and at 21 years old, carve... Apart Nigeria to win an Afcon, um, so yeah, he like, can, he can do just... in his own country with the pressure of everything on him. We know that Adingra yeah. can perform at that level. So for me, like my front four would be Mitoma, Adingra, Pedro up top, and then in Ciso behind him.
1: Oh, you play in Ciso? Danny yeah. Welbeck doesn't get the poor Danny Welbeck in the twilight of his career an absolute doesn't, fantastic doesn't serving. get to start a Europa League final. No, it's no,
0: Danny, Danny Welbeck is there. To see that game out or get that equaliser? Yeah, or get nah. the
1: score I want Nenciso coming on to change the game. That's, yeah, oh, I don't. We, I, I we don't, know
2: yeah. that we want Welbeck to score a header that just defies geometry. Yeah. That's what we want. He's
0: he's hitting them on the break, full of beans, with ten minutes to go because he's when it's already three
2: one up and he's just putting the gloss on it. And
0: he's <laughs> dinking the keeper, and he's like, he's running over to his son. And Lamptey's That's being wheeled it. around
1: in his arms. And it's just. Wheeled around literally because he probably is in a wheelchair. <laughs> in <laughs> in a wheelchair. <laughs> like it, yeah. In the first half. <laughs> All
0: right. We are 46 minutes, 47 minutes in, and we're going to revisit Everton. Um, because I do want to touch on two things. One of them is the yellow, is the red card uh, for Billy Gilmore oh, and similar challenges that happened uh, this week from Harry Maguire uh, and Moises Christator, uh that we just watched in real time in the Carabao Cup. Are all three red cards?
2: Are all yes. three not red yeah. cards? Give them all or all are red there cards. severe differences? No, they're all red cards. Yeah, agree. They all should be red cards anyway. Why do you think they weren't then?
1: Incompetence. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's the answer. Yeah, I, mean, no, I mean, we've seen it. Inconsistency. We, uh, yeah, we've seen it. We're not going to get into a whole referee rabbit hole, but we've seen it. Incompetency slash inconsistency slash no one really knowing what the rules are um but my you know my criteria for this is always the same when it's a red card like that you go if 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 it was an everton player if this was james garner on you know pascal gross are we screaming for a red card are we outraged? it's not a red card because yeah. the answer in my head is yes yeah i i, I think gilbert's definitely a red card I think that the other two are. There's no, I mean, I think the other thing is, I mean, it's no. there's no malice in it. It's just a a badly timed tackle. And you can see because he looked gutted as well. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just one of those ones you go, it's a red card and it's just, yeah, it's just badly timed and it's, yeah, it's a red card.
1: I'm interested with the absent, with Gilmore because, I mean, you know, I've been standing for Gilmore, as the kids say, for quite a while at this point. Uh, and he, he's been pivotal. A who, who, who replaces him for the two, three-ish games? Well,
0: here's oh, well, here's the thing, right? We're talking next man steps up. And this is where I was looking forward to talking about this because I think there's obviously two names in that list that stand up to put next to him um, with the injuries. And it, it involves next man up for two really interesting individuals. And that is Carlos Balabra and Jakob Moda. Yeah. yeah. which okay. one? Which one do you think goes there? And I mean, does it carry to cup games as well? Does Gilmore suspend? I know it doesn't think, for Europe, but does it no,
2: carry to cup game? Will I think it, it will? So it's one of the three. Will yeah. be that. Okay, so he misses uh, Forest and Forest, uh, Forest Fulham and Wolves. Wolves. Yeah,
0: which isn't. Um, so who are you? I, I assume he'll probably start against Roma. By the way, given that he'll yeah, be fresh as a given. daisy. So who do you think is going to start in that central midfield duo? Uh, Stephen in the chat thinks Moda. Uh, played really well there against Sheffield United, but it was a bit was it a false flag because Sheffield United were down to ten men and they were
2: absolutely yes. shocking? Or I is would it go... something that is, that is worth trying? I'd go belabor myself. I think he's a is Mo I think if in Modi you've got a player who looks he's got a bit more of an attacking mentality, I think. And you need someone who not necessarily just to sit in front of the back four, but you need someone who is going to be in a position to be able to track back and actually have that defensive mentality. So I think it, it should be belabor. And um, he's like the next cab. I mean, like to Josh's point, you go, Moda's only just, oh, I've offended him so much that he's just gone. Um, like next person up, considering Moda is, relatively recently back on you know on the comeback trail the next person the next cab off the rank should be belabor um or james milner is milner back no i don't know if he's fit that was a slight milner's not back not yet when
1: is he going back i mean hell, he might be a he lot, might lot be about once, his
0: injury he might be once forest comes calling like once you get to that like 2 3 don't weeks know. time he might be cuz then but...
1: it's then it's milner and it's not it's not a hard decision
0: yeah, right. Um, but for now, for Wolves and Fulham, minimum you need. I think.
2: I mean, I think <laughs> Wolves. Need, you go. Someone. I think you go belabor because it's a bit. I mean, I'm not saying we're going to. It's
1: a tricky it's game. More of
2: a, yeah, it's a tricky game. I think you need someone in there who is going to. Here's a question for you:
0: Against Wolves, do you just go both, and use it as what? the audition game? Do you play Belabor and Moda as your midfield two? and just play Gross in the hole or just give him a rest? Just give him
2: a rest. Put him on with 60 minutes gone if we're 0-0. I'd be interested to see, but then you just go... Does Erby talk so much about partnerships and knowing the role in the team, etc. The last time... I mean, you just think how it went against Villa when we had what Hinchelwood and... Jack Hinchelwood was that Labour. No, Gross. I think it was uh, Hinchelwood Was it Gilmore? Was it Gilmore? I think it might have been Gilmore. I don't know. It was Um, bad But no... Yeah, it was bad. But just the idea, I think it's got to be one or the other.
1: Um. Some mammy Dehoud for me. Uh, no, I, uh, <laughs> uh, this is, but this is the area where uh, you can't, you can't replace the setup that, that Deserbi clearly prefers there, which is two creative players in the pivot as opposed to destroyers. Um, yeah. So you could make the argument here because we, sh- we saw it the other week. To play Adam Lallana in that position for as long as his legs work, um, so about seven and, minutes then. Well, didn't he do 60, 70 minutes the other week? Sixty, yeah, each, he did, yeah, no, he did yeah, yeah, he did. I, I would not be shocked to see Adam Lalana play that role.
2: No, I think you're right. I think it's a good chat. Uh, I would but... hate it so much. Eagle. <laughs> Just... <laughs> um. Yeah. I would hate I that you... less. <laughs>
0: With how confident he is on the ball, I would I would hate that. Uh, I would prefer Igor to Lalana playing in a holding midfield role. That's the bloody. I
2: show. mean, the problem like Lalana and Gross, it's just oh, it's just it's the lack of pace, isn't it? I think that's the main issue. Especially against a wolf side that are basically built on counter attacking football. That's yeah, why I think Belaber. Yeah. That's why I think Belaber might get the nod as the closest we've got to the kind of defensive.
1: Belaber who I pick. I don't know if Deserbi will pick him, but he, that's who I'd pick um but the minutes played wise for the season um when it comes to the premier league belaber's only played 597 minutes Moda's played 133 minutes he's not Jeez. even played a, what is that a game and a half yeah so i don't i, I think it would be belaber if he'd be plumps for either one of those and we
2: know that you know no deserbi's attitude is basically want you know he's not going to pick you know he's I, he's not going to do much experimentation with an fa cup game we know that he's, you know, he still mentions those, that Charlton game, et cetera. So I don't, I don't think, I don't see him doing something wildly experimental. I think it's going to be very much who he thinks is the,
1: the closest fit. Yep.
2: And you're right, Adam, there isn't really, there isn't really one. it's. Do you go? Well,
1: there was he's Ode on the, loan in the Bundesliga now.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, let's talk the very last piece of Everton talk before moving on. Uh, the equaliser, um, Pascal Gross to Lewis Dunk. Whenever you need someone to come up clutch, are there two more two other names you want no. more other than injured Jao Pedro? Like these are the two you expect, right? And yeah. they're part of the three you expect now with Jao Pedro, if
2: if and when they're on the field. Just off the back like of a double the header, yeah, double Gross turn as well to set it up as well. It's just all no, it was
1: vintage but... stuff, wasn't it?
2: It really was. So I mean, it's perfect. It's a great cross. You're right. It's a great header. Um. Yeah. It's not much more to say.
1: It was. It was superb. I absolutely did not expect us to get anything from from the game once they scored. Absolutely did not. Um, you saw the nine minutes come up, didn't you? And you thought, yeah. oh, oh hello. that's a tempting mistress, but invariably won't do anything for us. And then just like three minutes had gone by and we hadn't even got the ball in their half for some reason. Like, uh, and then just, yeah, that was a, a towering header from a, a superb cross in. I still look, not to find the, the the bleak from the positive, but the fact that we had to rely on that in a game that we had completely dominated is 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 fairly bland 23 shots to six we had 17 shots in their box and we managed a last gasp 94th night 95th minute header from across to to equalize at home against one of the worst teams in the league uh that is tricky uh to to swallow but hey we got a point it could have been worse
0: Uh, yeah in uh, you know at the end of the game at points a points better than what the alternative was on offer in on the 90th minute isn't it um all right let's move on from that uh, and talk fun stuff uh friday morning we had the europa league draw um and the europa league fixtures are as follows sporting lisbon against atalanta carabag against bayer leverkusen sparta prague against liverpool benfica against rangers marseille against Villarreal, AC Milan against Slavia Prague, Freiburg against West Ham, and Roma hosting Brighton and Albion for the first leg. How are you feeling about that draw? Doesn't get, in terms of the options available to us, there are not much more prestigious names out of the eight we could have gotten uh, in football in history, uh, which seems to be par for the course uh with our european adventures so far um i saw a wigan fan talking about the fact that they got like zolt Vargem and some other random team from like the middle of nowhere and we've ended up with marseille ajax athens and now roma uh how are you feeling about that draw one do you think we're gonna win it two what what was your thoughts generally on on the day when you watched the draw live, Robin, or when you woke up to it, Adam,
2: and thought, "Holy
0: shit, we're playing robot. <laughs>
2: Um It was slightly irritating because I was going to give this one a miss. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which so just for <laughs> the, the people that don't know, I sort of I want to highlight this. I hope you don't mind me doing this. I uh, no, found do. I found this very very funny. Right, I'm going to go back to the WhatsApp group that we have. Right, and so before the draw. Uh, I'm trying to find the particular quote here. I basically said,
2: tip. I can't, I'm so glad I'm not going to be involved in the bun fight for tickets for this one. Yeah. Something along those lines, basically. That is exactly
1: it. And not 24 hours later, um, Robin was attempting to sell his signed <laughs> Messi shirt to fund the trip.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, there, there it is. Um, I did set, like, my in my head, I was going. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ta- I'm gonna skip this one. And the only two that could have come out that would have changed my mind was basically Roma or Milan. Like to see Albion play at the San Siro or the Stadio Olimpico is just mental. So yeah, that came out, and I just thought, oh for fuck's sake! Like I'm gonna have to do this one. Um, but I was more annoyed Liverpool got a very easy draw. It's just slightly irritating. And AC Milan have got a pretty easy draw as well. Freiburg against West Ham will be quite a quite a good game, I think. Um but yeah it'll be, I mean are we gonna beat them? I watched their I mean I watched their I watched their second leg, Roma's second leg, and I know that they've they've picked up a bit since Jose left and who's taken over? De Rossi's. Daniel taken De
1: Rossi. over yeah. um,
2: but Very good friend
1: I, of Mr. I, I didn't as think
2: well. uh, I didn't think Roma looked I don't think it looked like a great quality game that second leg um so yeah i think we've got every chance i think we've got every chance especially as we've discussed if you know pretty much everyone's going to be fit i'm not sure jal pedro is going to be fit for that first leg i'd be very the surprised guy on if Twitter fit for with the first a leg. lion
1: as his logo told me jal pedro was back two weeks ago
0: can we just yeah. take a moment to celebrate the downfall of that absolute dickhead because he also <laughs> predicted uh and braggadociously sent it throughout fantasy, fantasy premier word. league twitter uh, the Est opinion would be starting yesterday. This is uh the lad on Twitter that calls himself like the number one source but constantly deletes everything he gets wrong. Uh well the FPL community just absolutely rinsed him. They screenshotted the shit out of him receipts. He's tried to get rid of things. It's not gone. He's abs- the entire fantasy Premier League community, which is kind of rabid at its worst times, uh absolutely nuts at its best, has just gone. Quite watched him uh and he's an absolute idiot and i'm glad that it's tucked that to uh, have that happen i hope that any albion fan listening to this stops treating him as a reliable source he said that pedro would be starting against wolves because his injury was fixed we all know that's not the case uh and he's yeah he he quite happily told everybody that purpose estevinia was starting yesterday because he is the best source for Brighton squad updates on the planet. And- well, I mean, it's
2: not that difficult to make that prediction when he's our, then he's our only natural left back in the squad, right? So it's one of those ones where you go, <laughs> it's not like you've, not, you've you've not summoned a prophecy out of nowhere, have you? Oh, if he does start,
1: the like... Cup something happened there. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. There's just the uh, I guess someone's just won, but uh, people listening to this two days after we've recorded this are going to find that irrelevant. But <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Yeah, Van Dijk actually got a goal not allowed this time.
2: Oh, good. That's good for our European That's, yeah, 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 anyway. yeah, Um But yeah, I think we've got every chance against Roma. Um, I know that they say their form was picked up a bit, but they didn't look great against Feyenoord. Uh, if everyone's fit, then I think we've got a great chance. It's going to be another one of those ridiculous occasions. I mean, I've read, I was reading about ticket allocation-wise the minimum that we'll get is something like 3,700 or something. I think that's 5%. But I was also reading that Roma don't tend to sell out for Europa League games. So, for instance, Celtic not that long ago got an allocation of 9,000. Obviously, that's Celtic. Leicester got 5,000 when they went there. So I wouldn't be hugely surprised to see us get more than 3,700. Um in any case it's gonna it's gonna sell out um very boringly for everybody else my it's the worst it is the worst city we could have drawn in terms of getting there from where i
1: live isn't there a bunch of like um challenging like strikes strikes or something there's a there's supposed to be a strike on there's
2: a general strike in italy on the friday the day after but it's supposed to not be transport but as ever Mm -hmm. um we got i got a i got a um I got a message from our hotel via booking.com to say they expect there to be like transport stuff on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So that's great for all the any Albion fans that have booked to fly to Milan, which is like a 3-hour train journey. Um fingers crossed it'll be it'll be all right. But yeah, I went within 24 hours from not going to uh, having a hotel
1: and having to work out how on earth I was going to get there. Um, I, the, the the actual game itself. I'm I'm excited. When I first saw Roma Josh, and woke up on the US East Coast and saw that. I was like, oh, Christ. Um, However, when you actually look into it, I think we're, you know, as you say, on a potential run here to beat sides that were once glorious European footballing sides and are now slightly pathetic. And, And I actually really like this draw because if you look at what Roma have actually accomplished this year, well, it's nothing. Um, so they obviously fired Mourinho a couple of weeks into January after I think they lost 3-1 to AC Milan. Since then, yeah, they've been on better form. They have beaten powerhouses, Verona, Salernitana, Cagliari, battered by Inter, drew against Feyenoord, beat Frozanone, which sounds like a dessert, and then had to go through against Feyenoord on penalties. Nothing nothing they have in terms of sides they have beaten this year they are all no name crappers aside from with all due respect to their fan bases uh aside from they beat napoli who are famously having a bad season for them they have lost when they played ac milan inter lazio juventus uh, bologna prague inter milan again genoa ac milan again but anytime they face <laughs> stiff opposition they've folded immediately um i think i think we win this and i think it's going to be an incredible 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 uh tie for for this club
2: can we take a can we take a pause just for the moment that we're just going we are genuinely making a case that Brighton are going to go to roma (laughs) and win yes yes it's it's mental isn't it i fully believe it's mad that we're also going like we're also slightly looking at looking down our noses at them going oh look at the teams they've lost to like dickheads it's no, amazing
1: no, no, no. you know the thing that i am also makes me even more car con- god i'm going to regret saying this even more confident is against Mourinho. this would have been a bad tie because you know how Mourinho sets up. Oh yeah, he shit Horrendous. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Danny De Rossi is quite a scumbag as as Mourinho. So hopefully it's a bit more of an expansive game because well that's standard. They over... play
2: like two two open teams and
1: yeah, two open teams. Like this is that there's been they've had they've been involved in high scoring games since De Rossi has been involved. Three goals in his first match, three in his second, four in his third, six in his fourth, and sort of uh, another three goal game. This could be fun.
0: I mean, outside of Manchester City, there's no team that plays in an open manner that can beat us, really. Like, right. there really isn't. Like, that like, can beat us consistently, right? Like, yeah. obviously, Arsenal ripped us apart with, like, possibly our worst 11 I've seen all season put out there where they just got absolutely dicked because they were being saved for Palace and uh, ended up being a draw anyway. But, uh, like, outside of that, like, the, like we've given Arsenal headaches ever since De Zerbi came in, except for that one game where we... Really did essentially throw it with the lineup, like we've yeah. outside of Manchester City who aren't just. Well, we've given the them. We've open, given them. We've given them a game. Dominant.
2: We've given them a game as well. And not yeah, really they have not
0: rebatted us. This is definitely a team that will score goals against. It's just a question of how many they're going to score against us. like <laughs> is it, the issue.
1: Yes, the but the, it is, the, it's a great tie to get. It's a it's a great time. Imagine if we got well, could we've got West Ham, West Ham or something. That would have no, been we gonna, couldn't. Uh, we could have we could have got someone else crap, and you just I wanted obviously one of the shitters like Carabag Bag or something like that. But the, it, we have to enjoy this tie because the next one is going to be if we if we are fortunate enough to get through, um, the quarter it will be the quarterfinals, right? That will be
2: that will be where we go out to West Ham.
1: It that is you're you're potentially going to see. Let me rule the sides off for you, right? It, pay on paper expectations, Liverpool. Brighton, Leverkusen. I'm going to say Villarreal just on past European performances. Benfica, West Ham, and AC Milan. That suddenly turns like into an absolute dogfight. And I would say, of all those sides, Leverkusen are the toughest side there based on yeah, what they've done. Like, I season. think
2: every neutral wants Liverpool to draw Leverkusen, right? In the quarter final. That's just absolutely. Like that, really,
1: that would be very, Ever, very nice. We
2: I, I could well, we're, we we we're four favourites to win. To me,
0: I, like, I was I was delighted with the draw. Honestly, like I know that the idea is get the shit ones as much as you can, and I feel that way for the FA Cup. But like for me, like we may never get this again. Like we no exactly like, this in all it. likelihood we won't. Like in all likelihood, teams like us don't make European competitions often, if ever. And I would much rather get Roma. And if we lose, we lose. Like we've lost to Roma. Like yeah, they're not in their best yeah, form in the world. But, like, it's but not still, it's like, Roma. Like, like, current day, Carlisle. Like, they're yeah, Roma. Exactly. Yeah, um, like I would much rather lose to Roma on aggregate by whatever than get Carabag be proper happy about it and, and then, lose one nil on aggregate to Carabag FC.
2: They looked they look alright. <laughs> they looked yeah. alright to
0: be fair as well. Yeah, because um, we got beat one 0 in of in Baku, and then we come back and can't break them down for an hour or one 0 or something. And, yeah, no, just nil nil, like just a, like the worst game in mansion like imaginable. And,
2: but it's in... another one where it's a massive allocation, so you know similar to Marseille in terms of allocation size. Obviously, we didn't sell Marseille out because people got put off. But this is another one where you go, pretty much everyone who has got a season ticket and been to a reasonable number of away games has got a shot at going to this. So you know yeah. it's going to be it's going to yeah. be another ridiculous forty-eight hours.
1: I'm I'm interested to see. I don't I don't think. You could possibly comprehend a better atmosphere than a Thursday evening at home at the Amex second leg tie in the knockout rounds so of the Europa League to 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 see what would potentially go down, regardless of what the score was in Rome. I think you, I, I cannot imagine how fun that would be. Do
2: you know what? Controversially, I have I can only do one of the away leg and the home leg,
1: and I've picked the away leg. Inter-wise. I'm not
2: disagreeing with you. I think, so, I think this will be fun, though. But yeah. I think um, I, I agree with you. I think the I think atmosphere-wise, the Amex second leg will be superior. But it's just the it's the sheer ridiculousness of going to watch the Albion. No, you the Stadio, have to, and go to, the and to go. You have to go. You just to have room. to go. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous, and it will be very similar to. I think it will be very very similar to Amsterdam, and the experience of Amsterdam, which I think I said at the time was you, you're basically even. The day before the game or the morning of the game, you're not even doing anything football related. You're just kind of wandering around the city getting a coffee or whatever. And you keep bumping into random Albion fans that you've known for ages. And you've seen them at, you know, all sorts of random outposts around the country. And it's just a totally surreal moment to see all these people in, you know, <laughs> like major Stish European out cities. Of yeah. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. So I think it'll be another one of those those occasions. And I know I think there are rumors that Fat Boy Slim's gonna do another another gig on the thursday night which will be a bit more of a bun fight to get a ticket for than his one in <laughs> athens i'd imagine he's gonna have to hire out some sort of roman super club maybe just do the coliseum yeah, yeah i mean why not in, <laughs> just, yeah yeah just just book the coliseum and do it there um but it's you know it's i'm with you josh if it's the one season we're gonna get and there is a reasonable chance that it is the one season we're gonna get you want to reel off and go, like you said, those Wigan fans, you know, we can reel off where, okay, we had one season and we went to Marseille, Amsterdam, Athens, and Rome. Like it's, it's all right, isn't it?
1: Who? who what's your dream? We get through this one. What's your dream? Quarter final opposition at
2: this point, whoever the weakest team left in at that point is
1: not Liverpool or Leverkusen. At that point, there's not um, going to be a weak team left, I don't think, really. The weakest, uh, <laughs> Vill- Benfica, Villarreal, Villarreal, but that's, Villarreal, not, that's what probably, like a, been, isn't I think, I'd want, I think, I'd actually want Milan. I think in that little Italian don't because I'd have to go and do that one as well
0: I'd probably up. I'd probably take the winner of West Ham or Freiburg to be honest
1: yeah I think Freiburg I would if, be good if you're telling me I want I have to watch facing a David Moyes set up side in a European knockout round against us I would I would rather put my head in a blender I don't I not watch that. <laughs> twice yeah <laughs> okay Freiburg then potentially if Freiburg
2: come through. I that think Freiburg line. will beat them
1: oh god I hope so
2: um I mean, Rangers Rangers would be all right. I'm not sure they'll be beaten. They're not,
1: they're not going to be. They're not all right. Football is the main problem. There's Benfica is going to go out, <laughs> there's no way.
0: And I'm not sure I'd want to go anywhere near Benfica. Um, no, I don't want, want to, to get, go there. If we manage to get the glory of beating Roma in this last 16, I agree with you, get the weakest possible side in the quarters then.
2: Well, maybe then... Carab- Carabag after they shit house out Leverkusen one 0 on aggregate. Guys, you
1: imagine Xavi Alonso's kind of been offered to every top job possible and gets carried out.
2: They lose is four nil at Carabag. God, could oh, you
0: imagine? Nice. I could imagine actually. Yes, I yeah,
2: genuine. Like I, I, they looked all right. Like I say that they did look all right. I did, wasn't really fancying them, not even for the location wise. It was just they were giving me very they were giving me kind of first leg AEK Athens vibes about them. Like just kind of very physical team. There's going to be an upset app- in this. There's enough
1: games for there to be an upset. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Like,
1: oh yeah, we, are the, are Roma the upset though. My I cursing that? Roma. Like
2: Roma knocking us out is the upset. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I'd be um, interested. Probably, the, the, the the conversation we had earlier. I didn't mean to cut you off, Just The conversation we had earlier about like uh, your dream sort of lineup on paper. Everyone is fit for the for a sort of knockout or final in the Europa League. I'd be interested if people disagree with us or whether we were, like, send postcards uh, to, or tweet us or something like that to let, let us know if you have a different lineup because it'd be interesting to see how off peace we are with us.
0: Yeah, but... Yeah, we'll be able um, to see. played Karabag, of course, in the group stages. Um, they beat them 5-1 at home uh, and won 1-0 away. So... Maybe odds not. Odds are... Odds are uh, we won't be seeing the heroics. But... At the same time, like playing a team four times in a year is—that's when all bets are off, really, because you just—it becomes impossible to predict, especially when game three is in Caravag again. Like, yeah, that it, it—it becomes a different kettle of fish when you're playing a team four times in a year.
2: Um, we see it in every sport when you start. Which playing is why, like,
0: team, like, if we'd have, year.
2: if we'd have drawn Marseille, we'd hundred percent have 100% gone out.
0: I, no. I think the I think I think I don't know if we'd have gone out, but I think if we'd have drawn Marseille, it wouldn't have been close. Whoever goes through, it because battery. it was so tight for the two games, I think whoever it is is beating the shit out of the other one and going through like five one.
2: Because like. they've already sacked um, Gattuso, Gattuso haven't they? So, yeah, like, they replaced <laughs> him with the guy that got sacked by the Ivory Coast midway through Afcon, which I found wild. <laughs> You yeah, couldn't but, have
1: Gattuso and, and De Rossi managing in football at the same moment. You can only have one dog-eared yeah, Italian defector from the early 2000s. The, the I just want to put on people's radars, though. What I see is possibly, you have to tell me if you think differently, the toughest three-game stretch that Albion have potentially ever had uh, at the, at the, in March, which is Roma... Man City and then Liverpool. Three games on the trot. Can you think yeah, of the I mean, hardest set of three games ever?
2: Uh, I feel like in a one second of our leg seasons,
1: knockout Europa League gets yeah. Roma. Then, I then feel Man like City, we've
2: Roma. I feel like we've had a, a run of games that we had three, maybe three of the top six or something. But no, not when you when you fling in a European second leg knockout game, then no. Um But, you know, inevitably, we'll probably lose the game to Roma and beat Liverpool and beat Man City. That's generally how it goes, isn't
0: it? It's a great segue for for plugging a bit of uh, Green King as well, isn't it? Because it's, I mean, like you say, there's not much tougher opposition than that. And uh, all three will be televised, um, which means that our sponsor, Green King Sport, uh, where football is more than a game, will be showing every... Single televised Brighton fixture over the season. Uh, there's over 900 sports pubs across the UK, uh, so it doesn't matter where you're at because uh, tickets are going to be very hard to come by for that Thursday <laughs> night uh, at home at the Amex, um, and likewise, uh, you know, at home against City and, and away at Anfield. Um, wherever you're based, you can catch every single minute of the action for all three of those games so if you download the Green King Sport app today, uh, you won't just get 10% off all drinks anytime there's any match on the TV, uh, but for the month of February there's also thousands of pints of free Guinness to be won and a chance to win one of six holidays, uh, so if you didn't get that cashed in, you've got about four days left to do it Italian, um, Italian
1: holiday maybe? Yeah,
0: yeah imagine if it was to Rome, you'd be absolutely cashing in, wouldn't you, if it was a week later um, yeah, it's a brutal brutal set of games.
1: Uh, it might I change will... too by the way Josh. Uh, the, the uh, small amendment to make is that the, uh, the we've, been, we've been invaded <laughs> with the fifth round of the uh, the sixth round rather so there's no sixth round the quarterfinals of the FA Cup if we reach that if we beat wolves, it's, it's, it's scheduled for 16th of March which is when we're meant to play man City. so that game will get moved because Man City, even if we aren't invariably going to be in it. So that might pivot. The irony being, it could well pivot to us playing Man City in the quarterfinals of of the Open Cup. So, yeah. remains. Oh, good. That'd be
0: lovely. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that would be really crap, wouldn't it? Um, But that would, I mean, that would also be televised, really, wouldn't it? Let's be honest. So uh, wherever you are, you're going to be able to watch them uh, at this rate. Uh, I'll be at both the home game and the Liverpool one. I won't be going to the City one. Uh, think, not sure where Robin will be for any of those. If he'll be, you're, the do,
1: you're doing the the, the home Rosemary just,
0: just doing the away one. Yeah, and I am, I will be at the Amex for the home Roma. Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: all right, we'll have we'll so, we'll have, we'll have together BHA presence at both uh, at both games. Both. That'll, be, yeah. that'll be that'll be good. All right,
0: yeah. Um, all right, I think that's everything. Uh, so yeah, Wolves midweek. I'll be at that as well. Uh, making the trip over to Wolves for that one, um, so hopefully I can come home with qualification in the bag. Um, and then uh, Fulham, one of my favourite away days, didn't get tickets for it because it went to the super high band uh, tier band. Um, but have fun at the cottage on Saturday. I'm not feeling particularly confident because they seem to just have that number. Uh, but we will will speak to you next Sunday, I presume, to cover both games.
1: Sweet, uh, right. yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's going to be yeah, It's going to be a busy week. Yeah, all right, two tricky ones. But hopefully, we hopefully we. I, I'm 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 confident. I'm less confident against Wolves, even though they only just managed to get a one nil against Sheffield United. <laughs> but, uh, they lost to Sheffield United early in the season as well, didn't they? Wolves are a yeah, weird they did guy. yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm less concerned about Fulham this year. They're not the Fulham, that have intimidated us in the past. I mean. Maybe I'll regret saying that, but I just, I actually think we'll win that game. Yeah. I mean, that's,
0: that's
2: a yeah, it's a very, di- I mean, it's very difficult to predict. Both us and them are quite capable of winning and losing games 4-0. Like, without really any logic or form or anything, you know, to predict. Just having an absolute shocker out of nowhere. We're both both very capable of that. So I don't know. I'm. I mean, they won at Man United yesterday, but that's no. That's nothing. That's not. Doesn't big mean news anything
1: these at years. this point. It's not big news these days. It's the game they beat Arsenal, which is the big outline, the 31st of December. That's. The <coughs> one. Isn't that that's is that where Arsenal had their blip and had to go find themselves in Dubai? Uh, yeah,
2: exactly. Arteta had to. Yeah. I don't know. Well, oh, last time out I mean. against Fulham, uh we
0: Bring had in, like, one point four point seven.
2: Like
0: a... <laughs> we had uh seventy one percent possession, eighteen shots, seven of those on target. Uh we beat the absolute piss out of them um, badly and we drew one one at the annex. So uh
2: yeah. Wasn't that where Paulinha should have did it was that Paulina's tackle on was it gross? Gross, yes. And then went and scored the equalizer, yeah. Yeah, standard. Yeah, absolutely standard. Did Ferguson score in that game? That's his last goal, I think. Uh, I think was that was, after yeah. Forest? I know Ferguson definitely scored. I don't know if that was after, before or after Forest. Not sure. Not anyway. Sure. All um, right, so we'll be back
0: next weekend to discuss Fulham, to discuss Wolves, to discuss the FA Cup draw, which will obviously be happening if we beat Wolves. Uh, and we'll probably be discussing it anyway because it will likely result in fixture changes, as Adam was saying. So uh, we will be back next weekend to chat everything that goes on this week, really. Uh, there will inevitably be the roma ticket rush this week so good luck to everybody who is wanting to go i hope everybody who wants one gets one um and just please pay very close attention to possible train strikes throughout rome
2: also the, uh, don't area. forget to don't forget to pre-register if you want one because people have been caught out by that before so you've got until i checked the website oh, i think oh, it's tomorrow, monday okay. to pre-register so because I think people may, may, if you're not paying attention, you may have thought, all oh, too short a window for them to do a pre-reg thing because it's only 10 days or whatever. But yeah, yeah pre-reg. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're at all interested, pre-reg. Yeah.
0: All right, perfect. Have a good one, everybody. Stay safe and have a great week.